Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Mike Ornelis Show. Today we're going to be talking about abundance versus scarcity. And this is a key subject because if you think that there's only one of something in the world, for example, if you think that there's only one client, one prospect, one suitor, one of something, then you're going, your thinking is limited. And you're thinking that there is only one of something in the world is single-handedly robbing you of your joy because you've got to recognize there's abundance of something. There's abundance of potential clients. There's abundance of potential suitors. There's abundance of potential houses. There's abundance of potential cars. So do not allow yourself to give in to one-itis. What is one-itis? One-itis is believing that there is only one of something in the world. Well, there's no one else like him in the world. There's no one else like her in the world. She's the only one. Yes, this is true. That person is the only one like him or her. That's absolutely true. However, to say that there is nobody else kind-hearted in the world, to say that there is nobody else who is going to be a good fit for you in business, it's just a total fallacy. That That's a total false statement. There are absolutely an abundance of others. There is always, as I like to say, someone else. So I see this, and you folks who are in sales see this all the time. There will be a hot prospect, and that person will be ready to go, ready to sign on the dotted line. Just show me where to sign Here's my credit card. Here's my payment information. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to buy whatever you're selling at whatever rate you're offering it. And then for some reason, this person falls off the map. Uh, he says something like, oh, I'm, I have to check in with my wife. I have to check in with my business partner. I have to double-check my card to make sure that the bank will allow me, the uh, credit card company will allow me to make that large of a payment at one time, and then that person just falls off the map. You never hear from him again. Uh, and you experience this on a regular basis. I don't know why people are so fickle and unreliable. I don't know why people will just not say, I'm not interested in what you're selling. I don't want what you have to offer. I don't know why people won't just be upfront like that. I really have not encountered the reason why. I've not explained why in my lifetime, why people will just not be upfront with you and just say, you know, I'm going with another solution. I'm going with another provider. I'm just not interested or you charge too much, whatever the case is. I had that happen recently. It was a medical practitioner and uh, we met, we had a good conversation he actually, I actually sought him out for some treatments, and I sent him a proposal, and he said, wow, that's uh, quite a bit more than what I was paying my guy. Now, keep this in mind, okay? This gentleman had been complaining to me. Uh, I, I saw him for treatment over, I want to say about five, four or five months. So during the course of this four or five months, I would see him once or twice a week over those four or five months. So you're talking about no less than eight times to about maybe ten times that we talked, that we conversated. It may have even been more than that. I don't recall, but it was a lot of times that we talked. And pretty much every single time he would bring up the tax subject and he would say, yeah, my guy, you know, he's the 
he's hard to get a hold of. He'll tell me that he's going to call me on a specific day and time and then just never do it, and I'm constantly having to hound him for the answers to my questions and for just basic documentation that I need to make these business deals. And I just am tearing my hair out because it he's he's uh, hard to work with. One of the common statements I hear, he's a nice guy, but I'm like, they're all nice guys. Of course they're going to be a nice guy. They want your money. They're in business after all. You've got to be a basically nice person to get people's money, right? I mean, people have to know you, like you, and trust you. And if they don't like you, then the trust is going to be hard in coming. It's, it's not going to happen. So over the series of several months, he complains to me pretty much every single time, oh, my guy this, my guy that, my guy the other. And so I say, okay, Doc, uh, let's sit down and uh, talk about your situation sometime in the next few weeks. Great. We sit down, meet at my office. I make an exception because we're in the midst of the pandemic as I record this, and I made an exception to the rule. I'm not meeting with people in person. I'm just doing everything by phone. So we sit down. We talk about his business. He explains his situation. Great. Wonderful. I sent him a proposal, quite a bit more than what I was anticipating. So I... I jumped through some hoops to figure out some alternatives to that price point so that way it's more digestible for him and it's within his price range. So I sent him an updated proposal that it was one-third of the price of my original proposal. So I text him and I said, by the way, I also made an exception because he happened to have my cell number because of his medical practice. I never give out my personal cell number to anybody. So he tells me, you know, after I set the updated proposal, I have a meeting with my current guy. I will get back to you after that meeting, let you know how it goes. Great. So three, four, or five days go by, having her back from him, text him, hey, how'd it go with your meeting? Oh, it went great. I decided that I'm going to go with my current guy, and he's going to close out this one last year for me, and then I'll come over to you next year. Uh, okay, is what I say. You have just been complaining to me over the past several months about how your guy this, how your guy that, how your guy the other, and now I'm chopped liver. So my response to him was, well, this year is actually the last year that I'm accepting new clients, so you'll have to seek out another service provider. And he replies, bummer. That's the way that you've got to frame it, guys. You've got to frame it in such a way that you are that you are flexible on one hand but that you are guarding yourself on the other hand because if not then you're constantly setting yourself up for unnecessary disappointment and heartache and this is something that I learned over many many years and especially when you grow up being the middle child you learn that you need to try harder <laughs> you've got to try a bit harder You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be second-guessed. You're going to experience massive doses of pushback at every turn, whereas if it was another face, another person who had been doing X, Y, and Z, that person would not be met with pushback. But, hey, I digress because that's what middle children experience. And I'm not sure how I got off on middle children, but back to one-itis. 
there are more than enough for whatever you want to accomplish. There are more than enough employee, potential employees in the world. There are more than enough potential clients in the world. There are more than enough of whatever it is that you are looking for in the world. There is not just one. There is not just a, a limited number of fill-in-the-blank. There is an abundance. And so when you approach the world with an abundance mentality, thinking if this business deal doesn't work out, that's okay, because there are other potential deals. I will tie into my medical example, my medical practitioner example. I, after within a week, week and a half, I landed three clients who are more than out, who will pay more annually than he will. So I more than tripled the revenue it, from those three, more than tripled the revenue that this one guy would have provided. So in that example, I fared well in the end because it is something that I regularly approach life with is an abundance mentality. Recently, my wife and I went on the hunt for tax businesses to acquire. It's been quite a journey. It's been quite an adventure. But the thing that we realized is that there are more than enough deals out there. There are more than enough deals to go around. We do not need every single deal in the marketplace. And every, if we had every single deal in the marketplace, we would not be happy. We would just be overwhelmed and constantly overloaded. As such, we are already experiencing the pressure that this new acquisition has brought on, what with the transition, what with the communication, what with the training that we're having to take our team through to help the clients transition from the old guy over to us. So we're experiencing quite a challenge and a handful just with that one acquisition. There are thousands of deals on the market today. There is no way that we could accommodate every single deal. There's not even any way that we could accommodate 10% of the deals or even 1% of the deals. If there are 10,000 potential deals in the marketplace, which is probably pretty close, per year, 1%, uh, 10% of that would be 1,000. 1% 1 of that would be 100 deals. There's no way we could even accommodate 1% of all the deals in the marketplace. So I say that to say there are plenty of opportunities out there. Do not get hung up on there being just one. However, recognize that there are golden opportunities. There are platinum opportunities, and then there are silver opportunities. When you experience a platinum opportunity, you would be a fool to pass it up. And I say that because there are plenty of people in the world who are praying and believing and hoping and preparing for a golden opportunity, or I should say a platinum opportunity, and a platinum opportunity presents itself, and that person says, ah, I've got to think more about it. Oh, I'll get back to you. No, 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 no. When that platinum opportunity presents itself, you've got to answer because that platinum opportunity, to paraphrase the old saying, may not knock again. Yes, opportunity presents itself. Yes, there are plenty of opportunities. However, the platinum opportunities come once, maybe twice in your entire lifetime. So you've been preparing for 10 or 15 or 20 years 
for that platinum opportunity. And now that it presents itself on your doorstep and it asks to be invited in, you are going to pass it by in favor of a silver opportunity that feels more comfortable to you. No, my friend, you've got to welcome the platinum opportunity that has presented itself to you with open arms. Now, if you do not feel comfortable welcoming that platinum opportunity, then why in the world would you even prepare and hope for it to present itself? Those kinds of opportunities only present themselves to the prepared, to the mentally prepared, to the physically prepared, to the skills and the capacity prepared people. Earl Nightingale said that success is when preparedness meets opportunity. So if you have been preparing for 10, 15, 20 years for that platinum opportunity and you're now ready for it, and it presents itself to you. Welcome it with open arms. Don't be a fool. Don't bypass it because that opportunity, I heard somewhere that 100 people in the world have the same idea at the same time. But you know how many people act on that idea? One. There are 99 other people who at the same time that Steve Jobs had the idea of inventing the iMac, the iPod, the iPhone, and other devices that we now enjoy or others would say are addicted to, what have you. 99 others had the same thought, had the same idea as Steve did, yet only he acted on it, and now we know him as Steve Jobs. For better or worse, he went down as a business legend because of his ideas and his, better yet, inventions. So recognize when that platinum opportunity presents itself to you and do not bypass it just because you do not feel confident in your skill set or confident or competent or like you're going to bypass others or you're going to upstage others. Don't worry about that because the old saying goes that the rising tide lifts all ships. When you rise in your capacity, in your skill set, in your opportunities, in your career success and your life success, you will lift others with you. I will give you an example from my own business. Had it not been for the growth of my business, we would not be employing myself, my wife, and three others. We have a team of five now that I did not anticipate except we needed the help because of our future and current growth. So we are now employing five people we multiplied. It turned. It went from me to my wife to three others and probably needing to add somebody else in the not-too-distant future because of the way that our business is growing. So I say that to say that as you succeed, you bring others with you. Do you feel additional pressure? Absolutely. Does it come with its own share of challenges? Absolutely. Do you feel discomfort at times? Absolutely. Growth is discomfort. Hey, that's pretty good, huh? Growth is discomfort. As you grow, you will experience growing pains. As you grow, as you succeed, as you get to a higher level in your life and career endeavors, you will experience the challenges that that new level brings with it. And I've heard a preacher say, the higher the level, the bigger the devil. And that is absolutely true. There are more challenges that come 
when you succeed. So recognize that there are not just one of something. There's not just one business deal out there. There's not just one business partner. There's not just one uh, potential suitor. There's not just one potential house or potential vacation destination or potential car or you fill in the blank with the potential whatever. There is not just one of those things that you are hoping to have in your lifetime. There is an abundance of those things. There is an abundance of those people. There's more than enough for what you need to succeed. And if you enjoyed this episode, then would you share it with a friend? Would you let me know in the comments section below? Would you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Apple or Google or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast? And would you share this with a friend? I would really appreciate it. And, oh, before I go, if you need tax help, then hit us up online, sacramentotaxresolution.com, by phone, 916-509-3553, or email amelia at sacramentotaxresolution.com, and we will help you make your life less taxing. Take care now, and I hope you join me next time.